0: Metallica, here they come, the kings of metal!
1: Hey, this is Michael Alago from Who The F Is That Guy documentary, and you're listening to Metal Up Your Podcast.
2: Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast, I'm Ethan Luck.
1: And I'm Clint Wells.
2: And this is something a little different we're doing here for uh, this Monday. Uh, we're gonna we're throwing out a bunch of metal tales for you, but we're gonna make them a little bit different. Uh, you know, we're gonna still do some housekeeping stuff, talk about some current news, things like that.
1: Well, let's face it, the people need to hear me and you talking. It's a huge part, fabric. It's a fabric. Of the exactly. Show. Much like cotton is a fabric of our lives. The
2: fabric of our lives.
1: This episode brought to you by Aaron Neville singing the Cotton Commercial Jingle.
2: (laughs) Which is the best one they ever did, let's just be honest.
1: So we're going to do just a little bit of fun housekeeping. We're going to catch you guys up. with The reason we're doing this is because we're both on tour. I'm in Poughkeepsie, New York. Where are you at, Ethan?
2: I'm in Savannah, Georgia.
1: Okay, cool. And uh, as you guys can imagine, you've been on the ride with us for the last couple of years. It's hard to get this together. And instead of doing nothing, which we've never been content to do, We wanted to just drop maybe five plus hours of Metallica talk on you guys.
2: Yeah. Is that cool? Are you guys cool with that?
1: Let's take a poll. You want to take a poll? Yeah,
2: let's take a poll real quick. All in favor, say aye. Oh, well, the people have spoken.
1: Wow. That was unanimous across the entire world. Wow. That's crazy. Now, so what you're going to hear in this episode later is Ethan talked to our friend uh, Scott Dobner about the Lubbock, Texas show, and uh, we'll save all the juicy details for that, but worthy of note is that the boys debuted Here Comes Revenge.
2: They did, and they played it at two shows too.
1: Yeah, I, I ended up talking to uh, Joey Ursic uh, at the Wichita show about the second time they played it. But I mean, for the World Wide Tour being three years long, it's probably in the top five most exciting debuts of the whole tour, right?
2: I agree. Yeah, I mean, this is one that I'm definitely I've been looking forward to, and I, I honestly thought at this point uh, they've probably debuted all they're going to debut on the record.
1: Yeah, I did too. You know,
2: it's not often that they wait this long or any band really waits this long to debut something else, especially a deep cut like this.
1: All hope was lost for me. Yeah. But now it's looking like we might get uh Am I Savage and Murder One before the uh before we split. One, the I mean those so
2: are the, good. The, Yeah, those are the only two left.
1: So you guys are gonna hear all about that in excruciating detail from Ethan and Scott. Uh, If you like the show, go leave a positive review on iTunes. If you like the show a lot, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll hear a commercial about that later. Metalupyourpodcast.com where you can find a bunch of fun shit, me and Ethan, merch and t-shirts and other podcasts we've been on. And the socials, you want to run down the bullshit socials.
2: Oh, I've heard of these Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all the socials were there. You know what to look for. You can also go to melpypodcast.com and find all that stuff. We, we've talked we talk about all this. You know this stuff.
1: They know. They know. They know. Uh, so before we jump into Scott's story, we're going to read just two emails.
2: Two so the, very simple emails. And one of them, it, yeah. I was going to say, one of them has to do with a bit of current news we can touch on for a second.
1: Well, let's go to the email corner. All right, let's do it. All right, you want to get us started? Yeah, let's do
2: it. Uh, First one is from Jake Sarchet. That's how I always like to say his last name uh hey brothers i'm sorry let me do that again hey brothers uh just a quick email to say that the boys are headed down under in october 2019 with slipknot as support unbelievable lineup can't wait i would love to do the metal tales from the road for the perth show if no one has claimed it yet uh that is from jake who is from perth western australia new jersey of course
1: well he's got it you got it jake it's yours
2: Yeah, you can have it. Um, And
1: congrats to all of our Aussie and New Zealand friends that are going to finally get to see the boys after waiting for three goddamn years.
2: I know, we've been talking about it. You know, we've mentioned it a few times on the show, like, surely they're going to get down there, right? They have to. They've they've played there many times before, and it's official. And you get freaking Slipknot opening up. Uh,
1: Unbelievable, dude.
2: That's going to be an insane show.
1: I mean, look, I love the Jim Brewer stuff. I did. I think he's a sweetie. I think it's cool. It is kind of a bummer that Europe's getting Ghost and Australia's getting Slipknot.
2: It's pretty awesome for Australia though. I mean, what, it does what,
1: it does seem like maybe it's like a uh, sort of a consolation prize for having to wait until last. <laughs>
2: yeah. Hey, uh, <clears throat> just for having to wait this long, we're not gonna bring a comedian with with us. Uh, how how's Slipknot? Is that okay?
1: How about one of the coolest modern metal bands of all time? Cool?
2: I was hoping for Natalie and but it's cool.
1: Honestly, I would love for her to be first of three.
2: Yeah, that's true. Hey, it's not too late. You know, Dude, it, annu- there's no problem support.
1: Yeah, you can go, nothing's fine, I'm torn, straight into people equal shit, no problem. Or straight into outlaw torn. Um, so here's the deal. If you want to be on a Metal Tales episode for the future tour in Europe, a stadium tour, still plenty of dates open for that. Three of the uh, six Australian dates are spoken for already. Go over to Patreon, sign up, be a part of what's cool about the show at that level. It's just a way to support the show. Basically, two cups of coffee a month will get you our cover our Black and EPs, chances to be on the show. Bonus uh, downloads like Ethan's last bonus track from Let It Burn, etc. Cetera. etc. Cetera. All right, our next email. Chad Pollock says, "Hey yo, fellas, 46 and the Slayer Virgin, or is that a Virgin Slayer? No more. Tonight was the first time I have listened to the complete Slayer album. He's talking about our episode where we ran down seasons in the abyss. That's right. I'd like to thank you for the experience, but I'm still a little sore. The comments on single key vocals, overdrumming, and noisy guitar solos." And he put guitar solos in quotes. have my ears sore and looking for some Captain and Tenil. Joking aside, I did enjoy the episode, even though I'm not a Slayer fan. I appreciate the effort to broaden my horizon. What I can't forgive is Clint getting that stupid jingle stuck in my head. Now, Clint, sing me that song one more time. Well, he's talking about Weigh Your Crap. It was a big hit in the Metal Up Your Podcast family, and you will all be happy to know it is now available for free download for those of you who want to hear about the crap weighing toilet.
2: (laughs) Gotta weigh your crap sometimes. Who knew that uh, some stupid idea I had years ago would turn... And the jingle started as I was leaving HQ2 that week.
1: Well, that's what was it, funny is, like, as Ethan kind of helped me come up with the concept as he was walking out the door. And I texted him within minutes. I was like, dude, I just wrote the whole thing. And you are like, dude, I'm not even on Briley Parkway yet.
2: Yeah, I, I think I... Or, yeah, I just got on Briley Parkway. I was like not even halfway home yet. <laughs>
1: hey, dude, when inspiration <laughs> strikes, you got to fucking follow that straight into the toilet.
2: Absolutely. And make sure, and then, you know, at least you know what it weighs, too.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, that does it for the Emo Corner. Let's get out of here. Let's do it. All right. Well, we're going to leave you all with uh, Ethan's future conversation with Scott Dobner about the Lubbock, Texas show. We hope you enjoy. Peace. Adios. You might have heard that the Talica boys were going to play some heavy shit tonight.
2: Welcome to Metal Up Your Podcast, I'm Ethan Luck, and this is another edition of Metal Tales from the Road. Uh, this one is a little bit delayed, uh, me and my guest here uh, had a little, uh, you know, some difficulties getting together and talking about the Lubbock, Texas show, but we're on the phone now and uh, we're going to talk about Lubbock, and on the phone I've got, I've got Scott Dobner.
0: How's it going, buddy?
2: It's going well, man. I'm uh, just sitting here in uh, beautiful Columbia, South Carolina. I just woke up about an hour ago and found a quiet little dressing room to do some recording in.
0: Cool. Yeah, I woke up about an hour ago myself.
2: Perfect, perfect. And now where are you based out of?
0: I'm in Austin, Texas.
2: Oh, you are. Very cool. Man, I wish we were going to Austin on this tour. Then I'm on uh, one of my favorite cities and uh, got some family there and stuff like that. But uh, unfortunately, no Austin.
0: Yeah, I... I I looked at your tour your tour schedule, and I noticed you're coming to uh, College Station and San Antonio, right? Uh, but uh, both on a Sunday and a Monday, so it's a little little far for me to go on a Sunday or Monday to come meet you.
2: Kind of tough with work, I assume.
0: Yeah, very much.
2: Yeah, I know that's a lot. You know, we often talk about our tour schedules on the show and stuff, and you know, some people if it's if it's very local you know close to them, then yeah, it's you know, usually not an issue to meet up with people, but uh, I understand when it's you know an hour plus away, it's a little a yeah. tough, little tough to get out of the house and come all the way uh, to come uh, hang and to, you know get up early and go to work the next morning. Definitely. but it's all good. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's jump in. Um, we'll get to the Lubbock, Texas Show because there's some cool stuff to talk about at this one, uh, and I'm sure everyone listening knows now of a certain debut that they had at that show.
0: Yeah, Um, there's a few gems on this list that I'm very happy about.
2: Oh, yeah, for sure. And we'll get into all that. But we got, you know, per usual, we got to, you know, the people need to hear your Metallica story, man, a little bit about yourself and uh, when you came online, you know, notable things that happened in the past that uh, brought you to this point of loving and going to, you know, drive long distances to see Metallica.
0: All right. Yeah, uh, it all started back in, I think, the summer of 86. I'm forty three years old, so i'm I'm an old schooler. okay uh, <laughs> um my my older stepbrother, who used to uh, come stay with us at uh, at our house uh, for a couple weeks during the summer, uh, actually brought over master of puppets uh, you know after it was released right not long not long after it was released. I believe it was released in March. Uh, this is right around August. You know, not long before I turned eleven, I think. Wow, okay. And uh and uh yeah. On I mean, his on his way to the house he had listened to the first side of the cassette. Yeah, back in those days. Right. Cassette tapes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh I um you know I've been buying cassette tapes on this tour just because my old I have an old forerunner and uh it's got a cassette deck still, so why not utilize it?
0: Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um so when he popped in the tape, the very first song that I ever heard was "Disposable Heroes." No oh, man,
2: what a what <laughs> which, a what a track to start with!
0: <laughs> yeah, which isn't a horrible song to start with, right? Not at all. Uh, but then, yeah, from that day forward, I was I was just hooked. At the time, I was listening to like uh, Van Halen and Duff Leopard and uh, some Sammy Hagar. Uh, that kind of stuff. I was always gonna be. I was always gonna be a rock kid, you know.
2: For sure, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't <laughs> like you know uh, you were listening to you know eighties pop or you know New Edition or something. You know, you were already in the in the rock genre. So to listen to all of a sudden, listen to Master of Puppets was, I'm sure, a nice you oh, know yeah. step up. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. I totally loved it, man. I was like hooked ever since. And then like it wasn't, but uh, you know. When "Injustice for All" came out, that's the, actually the first tape that I ever uh, collected. I got it for a birthday gift. Nice. Uh, so that's when I was. That was in '88. So when I was uh, at that time, twelve or thirteen. Yeah. And uh, yeah, here I am. Like I didn't start traveling, or I, I didn't see them on their first uh, time through Detroit because I'm originally from Detroit. Oh, okay. I didn't see them until I was sixteen for the first time I went to the uh the guns N' roses uh Metallica show at the pontiac Silverdome. oh wow that so, was
2: that was your first show
0: that was my first show yeah amazing um uh, july twenty first nineteen ninety two man that, that is was...
2: so cool I wanted to go to that <laughs> show so bad but i I was just i'm I'm three years younger than you, but I think my you know when that tour was happening, my parents were a little weird about you know. Guns N' Roses and Metallica and you know a few years prior to that my mom found my appetite for destruction cassette and ripped it up <laughs> and so I don't think there was any convincing her at, at, you know cuz i guess in 90 you know what was that 93 92
0: 92 was that tour yeah yeah uh
2: yeah i was i think i was just starting high school so i, I didn't i don't think i even bothered asking my parents i was like oh, they're not going to let me go
0: yeah, that show that show happened about a month before I turned seventeen, and uh, my, a rule that my mom had for me is that I was always gonna you, know, you know shit. I had to wait till I turned sixteen before I'd go to my first concert.
2: Okay, for
0: the first concert that rolled through time that I wanted to go see it happened to be the uh, uh, on the Black Album tour when they came through at the tail end of ninety one. All right, uh, and I had I had the money. And I, I'm like, I just wanted the permission. And she's like, no, you're not going. You're not going. <laughs> and I'm like, why? I mean, I'm, I'm 16. I've made the rule. <laughs> yeah,
2: that's right. That's your rule, Mom. <laughs>
0: uh, but I didn't go. I didn't end up going to that one. And then several months later, they roll back through town with Guns N' Roses. And I'm like, yep, going to this one. <laughs> and uh, and I don't care what on. you
2: say, Mom.
0: <laughs> I ended up on the rail for first show. Really? Uh, yep.
2: Wow, so did you, just yeah. have, did you just have floor tickets and just got there as early as you could?
0: Yeah, that's exactly what happened. We got there super early that day, and uh, as soon as the doors were open, we all just booked for the floor. Wow, dude, and, uh, that's amazing. We ended, up, ended up on the rail, and uh, halfway through the show, uh, actually in, had an interesting moment with Mr. James Hetfield. As really? He was, as he was standing above me, Uh, In between songs, he was drinking a beer at the time when he was drinking. Yeah. And uh, he looked right at me, pointed at me, told me to open my mouth, and he poured the beer right into my head, (laughs) right into my face. (laughs) And
2: and, and it was actually beer?
0: It was actually beer, yeah.
2: Amazing. I bet your mom would have loved (laughs) that.
0: Oh, I'm sure she's going to be listening to this, and she's going (laughs) to (laughs) know.
2: Sorry, Mrs. Dobner. (laughs) That's crazy, though, that back then it's like, you know, they didn't really take into consideration like how old someone might be that they're pouring beer onto.
0: <laughs> no, it was it was an interesting moment. I mean, I didn't. I got a little bit in my mouth. That's all I got. Yeah.
2: Right. Still. When now, let me ask you this: Was that your first time tasting beer?
0: Uh, no, no, no. Okay. No, my dad had my dad had given me uh, little sips here and there for New Year's and that kind of thing. Oh, okay, okay. Hol- holidays.
2: Right. I- I, now, I don't know about you, but like I remember when I first, you know, my dad, same kind of thing. Would let me try a sip of beer or wine or something. I remember when I first tried a sip of beer, I thought it was the most disgusting thing I've ever tasted.
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. It's not great. I mean, but I'm a big fan of it now. Sure.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing. I, as I got older, like, I you know, I, I ended up liking different beers and stuff like that. But I remember even when I first started, like, buying my own, you know, six pack of beer, I would get like Corona and I would I would slice up an entire lime and shove it in there just to make it taste better
0: yeah totally then <laughs> over
2: time you know i just i was just like okay I, I like you know certain beers without the extra flavor but it is just so weird that james just thought like oh, that kid looks old enough sure i'll pour it on him
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty funny pretty cool moment for my very first show,
2: absolutely you know. no that's a great you know that, honestly that that you know despite Hetfield being you know sober for the last 15 plus years i mean that's a that's a great first memory at a metallica show
0: yeah, I'll never forget it.
2: Let me ask you this: at that show, did uh, did Guns N' Roses take forever to come on, like they always did back then?
0: Oh yeah, yeah for sure. It was about uh, you know an hour and an hour and a half between the time Metallica ended and Guns N' Roses started. Wow! But uh, there was some uh, pretty nice entertainment in between,
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure with, with
0: the with the ladies sitting on top of the shoulders and you know flashing the
2: boobies man it's crazy that like that i mean that <laughs> was such a common thing back then <laughs> you know like it's just weird because you don't you don't obviously see that as much now like when when i was no. ter- when i was touring with kings like you know uh you you know occasionally in europe you'd see it And it's just one of those things where you kind of shake your head and you're like why mm. like what why <laughs> i maybe maybe it's just to make the band like kind of break character a little bit i don't know because Anytime that would happen, you know the dudes on stage would just start laughing, and like it was like almost tough to sing the next verse or chorus or something. So maybe yeah. it's just to mess with people. I don't know, but um, it, it it was an interesting time in like the eighties and, and early nineties where you know the, even e- even going further to like you know all the stories you hear about debauchery and like bringing girls backstage and stuff like that. It you know if you could you know be on tour nowadays with an arena sized band. It's pretty chill backstage, you know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I mean because all the, you know, all the guys that are in the bands back then are, are now, you know, way older now, like, right? All married, married, have kids, and all that stuff. So yeah. Well, but even you know, sure.
2: even being around people that are that aren't married with kids and stuff, and it's, I don't know, it's just a different era, and and you know, and I think, in my opinion, thankfully, girls aren't throwing themselves towards band guys like they used to. You know, yeah. um, it, it is interesting though to see the comparison from back then to to now, but. Um, uh, yeah. Anyways, I, I mean, what what a great first experience for you, man. That was. Yeah. I can't imagine great, that being your first Metallica show.
0: It was a great show, and I didn't uh, I didn't get to see him again until about two years later.
2: I mean, that's I mean. not very long at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to say twenty or something.
0: No. So no, how this Lubbock this Lubbock show is my twenty seventh show.
2: Dang! I was just about to ask you how many shows you'd seen.
0: Yeah, it's my twenty seventh.
2: That's amazing, dude. And um, Trevor go
0: ahead i've traveled through eight i've traveled through eight different states to see him most of the shows i've been to have all been up in the midwest area detroit and ohio and and uh, you know illinois and stuff. Sure. but the, but when i moved to texas in 2011 uh all the rest of the shows have been down here you know
2: okay yeah that man that's awesome um so, any like notable ones that pop out to you? Be- obviously, besides the Guns Metallica one, um, have you kind of seen them on every album cycle at this point?
0: Oh, I have. Yeah, I've I've seen them on every new album cycle since uh, uh, the Black Album. Wow, then that one that that would be in my you know. I said my first show, and then when uh, I saw them on uh, Summer shit hits the shed tour or whatever in 94 oh shit hits the sheds uh, yeah yeah that one uh that i saw them in 94 with that tour with guns and roses or not guns and roses uh danzig and suicidal tendencies with yeah. the openers that day um which was another great show you yeah, know. Bet.
2: so where do you where do you stand on the, like since you came in uh or came online at puppets bought the justice cassette <clears throat> were you uh were you on board with the black album when they when the sound changed a bit
0: oh yeah for sure i mean i'm i'm one of those guys that you know has loved everything they've put out since they put it out you yeah know, i'm not i'm not uh i didn't get down on them for the same anger the loads the reloads era nothing i i freaking loved every album they put
2: out that's awesome that's great yeah well and you know it, it just depends on the person i guess and their taste and you know I, I was definitely not a saint anger fan and 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 still i don't love the record but I, because of doing this podcast you know we've definitely come around to a lot of songs on that record and um of course production isn't great on that album with the famous snare drum no, but i mean it's,
0: it's by far not their greatest album we'll say but for sure you know uh i i do like it i mean i I think it's got some good guitar riffs on it. It's got some good, uh, you know, lyrical content. I right. just overall, it's a, it's a decent album. You
2: know? I mean, let's not forget it, that record still went platinum, <laughs> you know?
0: Right. Like five times <laughs> or something. Yeah.
2: It's, I mean, that record sold a lot of copies and, and I'm, you know, maybe a lot of those were just people that thought, oh, well, it's Metallica. It's going to be awesome. I'll buy it. And maybe they're disappointed or, you know, it's people that like yourself, that genuinely love the record.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree.
2: That's awesome, and it's cool to hear that you you know you're a fan of the Load and Reload era too. And uh, you know I've talked about it on the show a little bit, but you know I, I was still obviously a big Metallica fan during that Load Reload era. But I I was kind of getting into different stuff with you know punk rock and ska music and all that stuff. And so those were other than like the main singles that would be on MTV and on the radio the, the, that those records kind of flew under the radar for me a little bit until maybe the late '90s when I got back into them. And then in more recent years, I mean those records I, I love now.
0: Yeah, I do too. I mean, I remember the the night that I first heard uh, Until It Sleeps when they, you know, when they debuted the single. Right. And uh, I, I believe it was at work. I was working at a gas station at the time and listening to a local rock, st- rock station. And uh, brand new Metallica on the radio. Here we go. Yeah. And Until It Sleeps comes on. I'm like, wow, this is a little different, but I like it.
2: <laughs> totally. Well, that, I mean, yeah. that, that single, I think, I mean, you know, it starts off pretty mellow and stuff, but I mean that song's pretty heavy when you listen listen to it. You know, com- maybe compared to some of the other tracks on on Load. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of great heavy moments in that song, I think, and it, has, oh, it, yeah. t- it still has that classic kind of Metallica sound and in in that, of course, the Bob Rock sound for them too.
0: And I, you know, I, I love I love songs like King Nothing and Wasting My Hate and
2: I love Wasting My Hate.
0: i I've seen him play that once
2: well they haven't played it many times so. No, <laughs> that's cool man so uh are you a black ticket holder
0: i am not no okay no, i just had regular seats for this show i didn't get any of the experiences and all that I, I wish i could have you know it's just a little out of my budget
2: of course yeah no i, I don't blame you i mean <laughs> i think if i wasn't you know a touring musician you know I, I might have tried to save up for a black ticket and gone to a bunch of shows and but it's you know it's a com- it's a bit of a commitment financially, and also you got to if you want to make that ticket worth it, you know you got to get to a, a, a you know decent amount of shows.
0: Yeah, for sure. Which like, a lot
2: and, of and, and... go ahead. I was gonna say which a lot of people are doing. You know, of course, you know, like our friend Sarah Sobek and the whole Sarah Van. They they're, they've road tripped this entire you yeah know, run of U.S. shows. <laughs>
0: I'm super jealous of of all of them that have been able to do that. I mean, I wish I could have been on that road trip myself. Same, man. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I mean, I'm thankful that I've gotten, you know, on the entire worldwide tour, I got to see four shows, which I'm, you know, two stadium shows, two arena shows, and I'm very grateful for that. I would love to have seen more. I'm literally missing them by a day in Louisville. They're, they're, as we're recording this, they're playing Louisville tonight, Um, and I've got a show tonight and a day off tomorrow.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs)
2: Which, if I had a day off today, where I'm going to be tomorrow in Knoxville, I would have rented a car and driven up for it for
0: sure. Hell, hell yeah, <laughs> that's too bad.
2: Yeah, it's a bummer. It's very. I'm very close, <laughs> but um, well, man, let's get into like your day uh, for the show, um, and then after that, of course, we'll get into the set list and talk about you know, of course, the uh, the very much talked about debut of a certain song. And um, mm-hmm. so yeah, do, uh, let's just jump into the, your day of the show. Did you? Uh, did you go by yourself with any friends, wife?
0: Uh, no, my, my girlfriend and I uh, went to the show together. Uh, but we had, we started out our day in Amarillo, Texas, uh, because we decided to make a... If we were going to be up in North Texas, because we're never up that area, yeah. we decided to make a road trip out of it. Go see so, the biggest...
2: Uh, uh, what's it? What's up there? That, isn't it the biggest ball the of big, yarn? The,
0: uh, the, no, we went to the big Texan steak ranch.
2: Oh, yeah. Did you do the challenge?
0: Uh, I did not do the challenge, but... Uh, <laughs>
2: It probably would have ruined people, you. Ruined your night. Uh, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> there were some people there doing it as as we we're uh, checking out and leaving. Uh, there was two guys there. I believe they they uh, were from Spain. Ah, okay. And uh so I went over there. I took a picture, and I asked those guys. I'm like, "Are you, do you think you're going to be able to finish it?" They're like, "Shit, no, we're we finishing this. Not even halfway."
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, they're from they're from <laughs> Europe, where like people don't eat those kind of portions ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty cool just to see it happening, you know.
2: Yeah, that's right. I, I I'm pretty sure isn't at that restaurant. Then they have like a camera on those tables, so if you are doing it, people can watch online.
0: Yeah, a, They have a live feed camera. That's yeah. it's so it's funny. A, <laughs> you can check into it anytime. It's it's open anytime, and you can just look in there and watch people eat steak.
2: Amazing! <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> uh, so um, so can, go can, uh, continue on. So go to the Big Texan.
0: Yeah. So we we you know we checked out of our, our room our way to uh, Lubbock, which was only about an hour, and 40-minute drive from Amarillo. Right. We got checked into our hotel, and then we uh, f- found a little bar around the corner from our hotel to chill at until showtime. A little, pre- little pregame? Yeah, yeah, knowing that we didn't have uh, an Unforgiving or Whiplash Experience tickets that uh, we had to be there early for, so mm-hmm. we just kind of hung out and had some drinks before the show and and then we Ubered over to the show.
2: Nice. So yeah, you you had, you weren't in a hurry to get there. You had you know, you you have seats, not floor tickets. So yeah, no rush. You can go hang out. We so, were
0: in no rush. Yeah. yeah.
2: So uh, at this bar, was there any other fans hanging out? Was, was there any kind of any kind of pre hang you heard about or anything, or did you just pick, Absolute, pick up our absolutely,
0: randomly? Absolutely weird uh, that there was nobody else in the bar at all.
2: <laughs> oh, like at all?
0: <laughs> not all. Yeah, we were the only two people in there on a, it was, I think, three o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday when, you know, Texas Tech, the basketball team up there, is playing a game. We would think, you know, that all the college kids would be at the bar watching the game.
2: Right, for sure.
0: You know, hooting on their team, but nobody there.
2: That's so (laughs) weird. (laughs) Yeah, it was
0: was really odd. We discussed it ourselves. We're like, this is just different, you know? In Austin, this would not happen.
2: Right, (laughs) yeah. You should have told your wife, I actually rented out the whole place just for you and I. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah I could have
2: and then she probably would have said why did you waste that much money <laughs> that's what my wife would have said uh, very cool so um, uh, headed to the venue uh, you get in did you guys go out and buy some merch or anything like that or did you go straight to the seats
0: uh, we went uh, well we got, got into the beer line and then we got our first beer and I tried the uh, the enter night uh, pilsner yeah yeah what'd you think it's pretty good Kind of like it.
2: Not bad. I find that it's not not. Uh, uh, I don't know. To me, it doesn't taste fully like a pilsner, but uh, I I still liked it
0: nonetheless. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a giant beer snob by any means. Same. I mean, I nor I normally drink just Coors Light. That's my beer.
2: There you go. I love Coors Light. <laughs>
0: uh, but yeah, I had to try it. You know and I I liked it I, that's what I drank the whole time we were there at $10 a can
2: <laughs> yeah it's not cheap at the, the, the shows <laughs> but um, yeah they sell it at a local uh, beer shop by my house in Nashville and uh, I think it's I think it's about 10 bucks or a little less so it's you can you can get four for the price of one arena beer it, it, locally
0: yeah yeah it does not sold anywhere around us really that's surprising in, in Texas
2: oh, okay. I, I
0: looked on their website and I it's nothing. It's nowhere.
2: Well I know that they were releasing it uh in the city as they were playing, but I had heard that it was kind of available everywhere now. So but I you know, I I live in a city where they played, so I I'm not really not really sure.
0: Yeah. I I guess it wasn't released by the time they, they rolled through Austin for the E C L show.
2: Yeah. Uh so Oh well. yeah, they haven't Well at least you have to spend ten dollars and try one. <laughs>
0: I spent more like 30.
2: (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Well, very cool. So, um, did you, uh, or were you, sorry, let me rephrase this. Were you looking forward to seeing Jim Brewer or were you bummed? There was an opening band. What were your, what were your thoughts on him?
0: Oh yeah. After, after listening to all these episodes about, you know, how he, uh, how he starts open the show and I I was kind of looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, I like Jim Brewer as a comedian. I think he's great. Yeah. Uh, and he's a, he's a hilarious dude and we ended up catching uh about the first half of his show before i wanted to go get back in the beer line right yeah <laughs> and then i that i that i missed pretty much the second half of uh whatever he was doing we saw we saw up, i saw up until the point uh where he was picking out the oldest people in the audience uh, okay yeah and he was making fun of one dude because he looked like moses which <laughs> Which was funny.
2: He kind of does a similar stick at each show. Um, kind of has like you know his quote unquote set list, uh, but he does kind of go off off the rail just a little bit and and you know poking fun at people. And if someone's like, I remember at the show, I think in Birmingham, I went to with Clint. I think it was somebody who was like insanely tall, and he was talking about how everyone behind him was super bummed. And <laughs> the guy was yeah. like six six or something. <laughs> But it's cool that he kind of improvs a little bit and doesn't, you know, fully stick to his his normal routine. Um, yeah. But they do, you know, him and Joseph do a really good job, I think, of just getting the crowd hyped up. And I, I was, you know, pretty relieved. I mean, you know, almost any show you go to ever, there's opening bands. Mm-hmm. But a band like Metallica, it's like there's very few bands that I want to see in addition to Metallica. I'm there just to see Metallica, you know.
0: Um, yeah, exactly.
2: Of course, with them announcing those Australia shows with Slipknot, that would be a, that would be a great opener to see. Yeah,
0: I saw that. That would be pretty awesome. The
2: Aussie fans are are should be very thankful for the lineup they're getting.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Um, I mean, I've, I've I've literally seen dozens of bands open for Metallica, you know, sure. over my years, and uh, some of my favorites uh, back in the St. Anger tour when Godsmack opened for them. I I I love Godsmack. So yeah. I, I was happy to see them open every show. I saw them five times on that tour. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> and then, you know, back on the Deathmatic or Deathmagnetic tour, they uh, they had uh, Lamb of God. Opening That's right. For
2: them. Yeah, they had them, and, I think, on a lot of the overseas stuff, too, because when I saw Metallica in Australia, Lamb of God was opening.
0: So I, I love Lamb of God, too. Yeah, they're. They're a great band as
2: well. Oh yeah, I know yeah. Lamb of God's awesome. Um, yeah, uh, it seems like in, in nowadays they kind of you know they have their deal for you know the the U.S. tour, in which in this case obviously was was Jim Brewer. You know, over in Europe they're going to do Ghost, and then uh, Slip out in Australia. But on that on the Death Magnetic tour, it seemed like you know Lamb of God was on you know a lot of different legs of it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Which is and awesome. We're good. Yeah, we're
2: good. Absolutely. Um, well, cool, man. Well, uh, if there's a there's not anything else that you uh, you want to bring up, we can jump start jumping into the old set list.
0: Oh, sure, yeah, let's do it.
2: All right. Oh, let me ask you this real quick before we get in the set list: Is your wife a big Metallica fan, or is she there just for support?
0: Oh, she she loves Metallica. Yeah, she's a she's a big fan. This is her second time seeing them with me. Uh, her third time overall. Yeah. Uh, but her second time seeing them with me,
2: so she went without you uh, once. Her, her
0: first, her first experience with me uh, was they played the X Games in two, 2015 oh, Okay, uh, down here in Austin, and uh, I ended up winning through the fan club the uh, passes to be on stage. Oh no way! Yeah, so we uh, so that was her second show ever, and she was on stage with us.
2: Yep. Oh man, what <laughs> an experience! I mean. I... Yeah, I remember when they were doing a lot of those shows uh, before this album cycle where, yeah, all the fans would be on stage. I mean, wh- how, how surreal of an experience was that, man?
0: No, it was super cool, man. It was really cool. Uh, there was about, I don't know, 70 or 80 people up there, I guess. Everyone that won a pass plus their guest. Yeah. Uh, waiting in line uh, to go to the backstage area before they loaded us up on the stage, you know, meeting other fan club members and talking to their, you know, metallica stories and all that stuff was really really cool
2: man what a cool experience i I feel like i'd be the worst person to be up on stage in that scenario because when i go to shows in general especially metallica show i like to just stand there and just absorb everything and like i don't go crazy i don't like get rowdy with other people i just like to pay attention and like i want to soak in every detail of the show
0: Exactly. I'm the same way. So yeah. I would
2: just, I would probably just stand there with my mouth open, just like, Whoa, this is cool and, and then some guy in the crowd would be like, Why is that guy up there? He doesn't even care.
0: That's right. <laughs> no, it was it was the best seat in the house for sure, as we were looking out over the forty thousand plus people that were there, you know, it was just really, really cool to see.
2: Yeah, man. Um, so uh moving back to the Lubbock show, is this your is this your first show of the World Wired tour or, or, or what?
0: No, this is my third, third show because I saw them on the on the arena tour. I went to San Antonio, okay, uh, and then I went to the uh, this past October when they played at the in Austin for the the two weekends they did in Austin.
2: Oh, for ACL?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, I went to the second weekend. Oh, awesome! Which is uh, the only show on the tour that didn't play at Los Rise?
2: That's <laughs> I know. It's crazy. Well, it's a shorter shorter <laughs> set. But uh that's cool. No, that's a, a a great place to see him man. I've I've done ACL and it's a awesome, awesome festival. Uh and I wish I could have seen Metallica that too.
0: Yeah, that's my first time going to an ACL festival. You know, obviously I was gonna go see a, I, I wish I could have went to both weekends, but yeah. Could only make it to one and uh yeah. It was a great that was a great show as well. Good time. Oh
2: yeah, I'll bet. Yeah. Um all right, cool. Well let's move into the set list here. Um after you said 26 shows you've seen 27th Tw- this,
0: well, this, 26 before this
2: okay yeah. so this is your 27th show does the you know you hear the acdc tune coming on and then you know ecstasy of gold is next and then you know the boys are coming out are you still like oh god here we go like pumped like
0: yeah of- oh yeah big time like i this is my favorite band on the planet right okay as we all it's our favorite band. Everybody listening to this podcast is sure it's their favorite band. And yeah, I get hyped up every time I hear that. You know, I'm like, awesome. I mean, it's a per- except that I was except that I was standing in the beer line when it happened. No, <laughs> dude did did you
2: did you did you fulfill uh, your line waiting and get a beer still? Or did you just like screw it, get out of line
0: and go down to your seat? No, well, at the time when I was standing there, I was like people left. I heard ACDC come on, and I'm like, ah, shit, because i just gotten out of the merch line where I bought my shirt. Yeah, Got into the beer line, and I'm working my way through the beer line, and then I hear, they're there are like, three people left before my turn to get my beer. And uh, I hear ACDC come on. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, oh, no. Come <laughs> on. Speed it up a little, folks. Speed <laughs> it up. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, and my girlfriend comes down from her seat, and she's like, I gotta pee. I'm going to meet you at the, at the seats. I'm like, all right. She comes out of the bathroom. That's when Ecstasy of Gold starts. And she's like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, I'm right here. I need <laughs> one more
2: Night pilsner.
0: <laughs> right right here. I'll just get the beers and then I'll be up there. So I got the beers finally. And by it, I, by the time Ecstasy of Gold ended, got back to our seats. And that's when the hardware type started
2: all right so, so you got back just in time
0: just in time yeah
2: awesome so yeah so then the set list as they've done this whole tour they we got the one two punch of hardwired into atlas rise i mean yeah i, I i'm still i'm not complaining about this. i could have seen every no. show on the tour and be stoked on this
0: oh hell yeah i mean hardwired is a great song atlas rise is a great song i mean beautiful one two punch from the new album you know the first two tracks on the new album absolutely or you know two years old album at this time or almost three
2: yeah we three this fall yeah (laughs) pretty crazy Uh, man
0: well yeah like uh, just a great one two punch i love it i'd I'd see it every day
2: absolutely man (laughs) well then and then slot three uh on this last run has kind of been the same it's been seek and destroy um which is cool they moved it from the end up this far going straight from brand new to the oldest record
0: yeah for sure i love it uh i i a rock so you can destroy every day <laughs> on my, po- nice you know, on my iPod. Uh, it's a it's one of my favorite songs. It's a great tune. Uh, just can't go wrong there. Yeah, you, you really
2: can't, man. It's I mean it's a it's a Metallica classic at this point, and and it's cool that you know a band of you know what are that thirty eight years. Um, it's a cool that a band that's been around this long like in no problem in, in any way can still pull out songs from their first record you know not a lot of bands sure. do that you know especially when you've got 10 records and you've been a band this long a lot of people focus on the on the hits and stuff like that i mean it, Seek you destroy is a fan hit for sure i mean there was no commercial success for that at all mm-hmm. um, but it's a it's a fan favorite you know so it's cool that they can still pull that stuff out and like people love it
0: oh hell yeah like how many other bands are still playing songs off their first album? You don't hear Megadeth doing it.
2: <laughs> right, uh, yeah. <laughs> they might do, like, the mecha- the mechanics.
0: Play, I think they play the mechanics every yeah. now and then, yeah. But, yeah, but you, you don't hear them playing, like, deep cuts off their first album. Like, Metallica does it all the time, you know? They, they'll they whip out a Motor Breath or a Phantom Lord or a Jump in the Fire every now and then. Oh,
2: yeah, man, absolutely, man. I, I, w- <laughs> I haven't seen them play Jump in the Fire live. That would be great. I've seen him do it twice. Awesome. That's so cool. Um, <laughs> so slot four, we get uh, something that, you know, isn't, I'd say has not really been in there as much on this uh, North American run of arena shows. You get Ride the Lightning.
0: Oh, man. I was so stoked. This is probably easily a top five favorite song for me. I love this yeah. song. Uh, Ride the Lightning is just a masterpiece as far as I'm concerned. Absolutely. And uh, it's my fourth time seeing him play it, and it'll never get old. You know, they yeah. will never, never, ever get old.
2: Absolutely, man. And this and this slot is definitely like a, I'd say, a bit of an eclectic uh, rotating slot because I mean, you got Ride the Lightning here in Lubbock, and you know, when we were in Birmingham, we got Memory Remains.
0: You know, yeah, So they're
2: throwing in whatever in this slot.
0: Yeah, and I, I saw the the El Paso show. They got holier and Val. Yeah. Uh, which would have been cool to see. Uh, I like that song, but I like Ride the Lightning better.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you know, Ride the Lightning not... is a great tune, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, all right, well, slot five, uh, which has been a staple, Unforgiven, can't go wrong there.
0: Unforgiven is, a you know, another classic. It's just a beautiful song.
2: Absolutely, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Well, what more can you say about the Unforgiven?
0: <laughs> no, it's a great, it's a great song, and it, and they've been nailing it. Man. You know, Kirk with that solo, just killing it, man. Every yeah, night.
2: man. So, so already in the set, you know, the the boys seem pretty tight and and you know playing the songs well.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. I I I, I didn't notice any hiccups, but you know, I'm not I'm not a musician, so I don't. You know, I don't pay too close attention to that stuff. Sure. As long as they're playing the song, I you know that's great. I can recognize what song <laughs> it is. Right. If they if they flip some notes here and there, not a big deal to me. Well, Probably you know it's,
2: it. it it happens. You know, <laughs> and occasionally there's times where you know someone will mess up, and you're like, okay, that was kind of a rookie mistake. But in general, though, man, if there's mistakes happen, you're you're humans. These guys don't play to a click. They don't use backing tracks during yeah. this during the songs only for intros, and so what you hear is four dudes playing music.
0: Yeah. And it's good. It's all good.
2: And they're all in their fifties, man. They're, 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 there's not a lot of bands at that age that can still do what they do. And I, I, my hat, my hat is, my hat is off to them.
0: Yeah, mine too.
2: All right. So now that we're dead, uh, thoughts on that.
0: I love this song. It's one of my favorites off, uh, off a hardware. And, uh, I got to see them when they played ACL here. I got to see them play this song without the drum thing in the middle.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. They got the, uh, they 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 exit out from the that that set.
0: Yeah, and then got to see them play with the drum thing, and I I saw them on the on the stadium tour with the big drums. Yeah, uh, down in San Antonio, I thought it was cool. I think they're out there having a good time with it, and this time around is no different for me. I think they're just out there having a good time and. I know there's been some criticism of this thing, uh, throughout the forums and whatnot, but right. I think I think it's super cool.
2: I mean, some people some people don't like it, you know. I mean, I, I thought the stadium one was a little long, but that was about it. You know, uh, it seemed the first time I saw it, I thought eh, it's okay. It might be a little boring, but. The more I saw it, the more I was like, you know what? It's cool. It breaks up the set. It kind of gives them all a break from what they're doing. And, and, and the dudes are having fun. So that's most important.
0: Yeah. That's the, that's the important part. Like, they, they got to keep themselves sane somehow by doing different things. Right. That's exactly. great. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Absolutely, man. Um, so jumping from that, uh, we get the one, two punch, ride the lightning songs, get creeping death in bells.
0: Oh, two, uh, another two of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, just "Creeping Death" is one of those songs that you just cannot listen to loud enough. Right? You know? I agree. It's it, it's an amazing song. I love that that breakdown in the middle where everyone's chanting "die, die, die." Like, and I'm in I'm right there with them every time. You yep,
2: know? absolutely, man. No, it's it's, it's a good <laughs> feeling of, of unity among Metallica enthusiasts. You know, when you're at those shows, when there's those gang vocal parts of you know "die," or even when Hetfield on Atlas Rise like raises his arm and everyone yells atlas rise and
0: um, yep.
2: it's just you know you look around and you're like oh wow like we're all part of this thing together you know
0: for sure yeah and i i love it i wouldn't have it any other way
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um and uh yep. sorry go ahead
0: i was just gonna mention for whom the bolt holes is just you know another just oh my god another song that just cannot be loud enough when you listen to it love it
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Classic,
0: like, ugh. I've seen him do it, you know, probably seventeen or eighteen times. Yeah. Uh, Clipping Death is in the twenties for me. I've seen him do it. Uh, man, they just can never get never get sick of it. Yeah,
2: <laughs> I'm with you, man. No, I mean, Ride the Lightning is a is a pretty perfect record and overall, you know, especially these songs, you know, Fade to Black, uh, of course, Ride the Lightning. And it's cool that you know you're seeing this band, you know, 38 years into their career, and they're still playing three songs off of their second record. You know,
0: yeah, it's it's amazing.
2: When they technically didn't even have a hit until the Black Album, <laughs> you know,
0: exactly, yeah,
2: it was just pure pure fan base alone that that made them successful before the Black Album, and that's why they can still play these songs and people go crazy. That's yeah, it's,
0: it's amazing the, the, the longevity.
2: Yeah, man, and Amazing. there's probably there's probably a very small percentage of people that are at these shows in the arenas or stadiums that don't know these older songs. You know, there might be some people that are there just for kind of black album stuff, maybe load reload. Um and they may not know some of the old songs, but I'd say, you know, the majority of people at these shows know all these songs. You know, oh, definitely.
0: I, I feel like that if you if you don't know these songs, then like what fucking rock have you been living under Yeah,
2: exactly. No <laughs> joke, man. <laughs> Um, okay, so here we go to the the live debut of Here Comes Revenge, man. How, how, how did you feel? when they, Did they intro it, or did they just go right into it?
0: No, they just went right into it. Uh, and as soon as the first two chords were played, I'm like, I, I knew what they were playing. Yeah. And I'm like, I cannot believe this shit I'm listening to you right now. They're debuting a song. That they've never played live before i know what a and cool
2: experience I, I, man.
0: I, my jaw my jaw was dropped like i was like holy shit, this is happening yeah dude. Uh, because my previous shows i've never seen them debut a song before yeah uh, and it's it was just cool a cool moment to to be in and uh just yesterday they they posted the video of that song uh and I watched it like 3 times while I was there. Right, totally. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like just wanted to relive it a few, couple more times.
2: Absolutely, man. No, it's I mean, what a great experience to have to see something debut for the first time. I mean, who knows over the course of the rest of their career how many times they'll play it again. I know they played it the next night, but um you know, you can always say like, "Oh yeah, I was there when they debuted Here Comes Revenge."
0: Yeah, I it's, it's just going to be a a memory burned into my brain for, for the rest of my days.
2: Dare we uh, say that memory will remain.
0: <laughs> it will
2: remain. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, that's a, that's such a cool thing to see, man. And um, yeah, there's only two songs left. They haven't played from hardwired. Uh, what am I savage and murder yeah. one? I think. Yep. I think those are the two, Yeah. which I mean, there's still time left on this album cycle. So I, I'd love <laughs> yeah, to see yeah. them eventually debut every song from the record.
0: I, uh, am I savage is a, uh, the song on, on hardwired that I didn't really dig. Yeah. I like the song after, after a couple of years of listening to the album, I can, I, I listened to it, but it was one that I just, I don't even know if it would translate live very well. Yeah. In my, in Who my nose. Yeah.
2: Only one way to find out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Murder one. I don't hate the song murder one. I'll, I'll definitely listen to it. I don't skip it, but, uh, that's probably my least favorite on the record um i think the sediment is great and obviously it's a tribute to uh to lemmy um but yeah just musically not my favorite song but all that to say i would still love to see them play the song live
0: yeah i would too for sure uh of the three songs that were at the time remaining that they hadn't played live i think revenge or here comes revenge is the, is the one i'd, I'd most want to hear for sure right yeah and I'm, I'm glad i got that one
2: absolutely man um so moving on to the old infamous doodles uh looks
0: oh, like, the doodles.
2: Looks yeah. like we got Peggy Sue, heard it on the X, Tush, and then of course anesthesia. Uh, of course, they—you know—I don't know if you thought about this or not. You know, famously, Buddy Holly is from Lubbock, Texas. Yep. So, yeah,
0: we, we, my girlfriend uh, wanted to and brought up at one point wanting to go to the, the Buddy Holly. I guess there's a Buddy Holly Museum there or something. Right? Yeah. Uh, we didn't end up going to that because we went to Amarillo instead. But yeah, I mean, he's a, died young. Yeah, you man. Know, unfortunately. day but, the music died. <laughs> yeah.
2: Have you ever seen the Buddy Holly story with Gary Busey? Like from, I think the probably early eighties. I can't remember what year it came
0: out. Uh, no, I No, I've not seen it. <clears throat> Gary
2: Busey is kind of known to be like a crazy person nowadays and just kind of says crazy stuff. But, uh, at one point he was a good actor and he, uh, he portrayed Buddy Holly like, uh, it, yeah, it's just called the Buddy Holly story. It's a really good movie.
0: Yeah. I'll maybe have <clears> to check that out.
2: Um, uh, I'm not quite sure. Heard it on the X. So I have to look that up. But, uh, I think Tush, I'm guessing, is his ZZ Top song.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah. I, I was unaware of what songs they were doing. I just know that they, they announced, now some ZZ Top. And yeah. Went into a, went into a couple of riffs. Uh, was unaware of what songs they were at the time when they were doing it. I've, I've since looked it up. Oh, My heard it.
2: Heard it on the X is also is also a ZZ Top song. Yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, no, it was, it was a cool little doodle. I mean, uh, ZZ Top's a Texas band. Yeah, uh, I don't believe they're from Lubbock, but uh, you know, whatever. They're they're all over Texas. All oh the yeah, they're they're
2: they're yeah that that's a, that is a you know well known Texas staple is ZZ Top. Um how uh, how is Rob on anesthesia?
0: Oh, he nails it every time. You know, just yep. k- kills it. You know, it's it's awesome little tribute to Cliff. I love that he does it.
2: Mhm. Absolutely, I, man.
0: Yeah, yeah he, he just killed it, you know.
2: I mean, he's, you know, we talk about his bass playing often and and what a good a skilled player he is, but I mean, he really is just a top-notch bass player, man. I mean, I, I think of the three bass players in Metallica, he's probably the most, and this is no disrespect to Jason or Cliff, but I think he's the most skilled in that, as a bass player, as far as his abilities. You know, I mean, each each one of their bass players has, has had their own thing that they bring to the table. Um, and I think Rob, you know, even though Jason, I'm still probably mostly a Jason guy, but uh, I mean, Rob just, you know, being in the band so long now he, he kills this gig and he straight up annihilates yeah, anesthesia I mean,
0: he he's an amazing talent that guy uh, totally when when he uh got hired into the band like i was very happy about it because i knew from previous gigs they had in, you know infectious Cruise and suicidal and you know played with ozzy for a while i knew he was a a great bass player from that Right. Uh, I'd actually seen him play with Ozzy before. I'd seen him with suicidal tendencies back in the '90s. That's right.
2: <laughs> when they opened for Metallica.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, Man, that's awesome.
2: All right. So moving along, we got uh, another Kill 'Em All track. Hit the lights.
0: This is another gem for me because this is only the second time I've ever seen them do it, uh, and that's I find that crazy considering they play this quite often.
2: They do now, and yeah. The,
0: yeah, and like. Over my years, I've only seen him do it one other time, and uh, that was at the the Big Four show in California.
2: Yeah, which is that, crazy. we saw to. that. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I th- I just think it's crazy that I've seen them play hit the lights as many times as I've seen them play jump in the fire.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that's cool. No, it's a, it's it's been a rare treat for you, I guess. Then
0: yeah, it was a, it was a real nice gem. I, I love the song. I mean, it's the song that started it all. I guess you could say
2: it really is. It's very uh, true, man.
0: And uh, it's awesome. I was super stoked to hear it.
2: Awesome, very cool. Uh, well, then moving on, we uh, we get—is uh, this our only load reload song of the whole night? I think it is. Yeah, yeah. We get we get uh, fuel from reload.
0: Yeah, I mean they've only been playing fuel in memory. Yeah. To the they flip flop, and because they played fuel in El Paso, I thought for sure we were going to get memory means uh, at the Lubbock show but uh, they decided to go with fuel again which you know i'm not going to complain great tune
2: <laughs> it's a great live tune especially I mean, on record it's 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 great but i mean live it's so cool all of all the fire and stuff like that and um it's it, it, it translates live so you know so much better than it does on record i think and uh Hell yeah. they play it faster and all the flames are going up in the air and it's just a, it's just a cool experience to see the song live
0: yeah it is a it's a great tune and you know probably i don't know again like 10th or 11th time i've seen him do it yeah you know, never get sick of it <laughs> nope absolutely not
2: um all right and then uh, of course moth in the flame with uh our, our famous drone drone dancing display above the boys
0: and this this was my first time uh seeing it i i didn't spoil myself by watching any of the video footage on youtube or anything like that i wanted to see it in person for the first time and be impressed really you've and never
2: seen footage of it that's crazy
0: no i've never watched any footage of it and i i was impressed i thought it was a really neat little display it's pretty rad uh yeah i thought it was really cool
2: the whole production yeah. of this whole two tu- of this uh, arena tour with the cubes and everything is i remember seeing clips of it when they were doing it in europe and i was just like i cannot wait to see this in person
0: yeah i couldn't wait either i mean i think i think the cube thing was really cool mm-hmm. like just they're coming up and down they go up and down really fast it's oh
2: really- yeah they're real fast <laughs> Yeah, I, I think it's I mentioned crazy. it on another episode, but my uh, my friend who works for the, works for Metallica was telling me they can go a lot faster, but then you, you can't make them go faster than they already do because when they slow down, it's weight on the ceiling of the arena, so you you don't want to mess with that.
0: Yeah, definitely not. We don't need any ceilings falling in on the audience of fifteen thousand.
2: <laughs> no, we definitely do not. Not be a good day. Um, okay, so then. Uh, Kind of starting with this, with moth in the flame, kind of to the rest of the set is 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 become a staple, but uh, it's exciting nonetheless. Sabbath True, of course, is just amazing.
0: Yeah, I mean, let me go back to moth for a second. Oh sure, uh, yeah.
2: Cut me yeah, off my... if if you got notes on a song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I just want to because uh, great su- great song. I think this is going to be. I think this is going to be one of the holdovers from this album cycle. I, I gotta believe. I
2: M- think so. Flame yeah. is
0: going to be one of them. Uh it's great, great song. Uh, instant classic as far as I'm concerned. Yes. Uh and I love seeing it. I love seeing it live. It's you know, now my, my third time. Uh, great scene. Great oh scene. yeah,
2: absolutely. I, I I think you're right. I think this this is a song that will, you know, be be on the set list in future tours. I'd I'd say probably this and Atlas Rise.
0: Yeah, for sure. I, I could agree with that. At, at the at the I'll, least, yeah. You know? yeah atlas rise i think will be uh, another one that will transfer to other tours for sure
2: i want i would dream no more in the set more often oh i would love that
0: Hell we, yes
2: we got to see that in uh birmingham and it was a nice treat because we had no idea even a, a hint that they were going to play that and then uh, all of a sudden they went into it and we we're like oh my god we're getting dream no more
0: yeah i mean that would be that would be another great one to see live i have not seen that one yet uh and don't know if I'm ever going to get the chance to now because I'm not sure that's going to be one that does transfer over to future tours.
2: Yeah, we'll see. You, know, cool. you,
0: you, you never know. I mean, it could be a, a rare gem they pull out of their hat. Yeah, you know.
2: totally, man. Uh, cool. All right. So anything else on Moth and the Flame?
0: No, I, yeah. And next, next is uh, Sad But True, which is, you know, third, you know, top five favorite song for me.
2: Top five. Okay. <laughs>
0: I just love the tune. It's so heavy. I love when they play it live. They they slow it down a little bit. They crunch it out. I love it, yeah. Yeah, it's freaking just amazing. It's just amazing. Yeah, this is one of
2: those songs that, you know, a lot of times, you know, songs like Fuel or whatever, you can play faster and it still goes over well. Sabbath True, you, you almost have to play it just like the record or slower. If you speed this one up, all the groove and feel is gone. Yeah, definitely. Such a classic. I love
0: it. Um, yeah. Uh, I love the heavy. I mean, some of my 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 all time favorite Metallica songs, I guess, are the the slow, crunchy ones. You know, like Sad But True and Devil's Dance and Dream No More and Yeah, for uh, sure,
2: Leper Messiah uh, probably uh, and
0: Leper Messiah's in there. Uh, I love the the, uh, uh, the slow crunch. Just uh, it's good stuff. So
2: that's Yeah, that's uh, that's probably another reason why you're you you know you really like the Load and Reload, Eric. There was a lot of that stuff on there
0: for sure like devil's dance is amazing i think they should pull that one out of their hat every now and then you know
2: totally man devil's dance would be awesome even Uh, king nothing i mean one of the bigger songs on that record they should you know be thrown in there from time to time
0: yeah definitely i agree uh king nothing's a great tune great crunchy tune
2: yep absolutely (laughs) man uh excuse me how are we yawning i didn't i slept a ton last night why am i yawning why am i yanni yanni um okay so moving on to the, the the great one-two punch of two of their biggest songs one in a master of puppets i mean can't really mess with these two
0: no really can't uh one is you know i remember seeing the video for this song yep uh the first time like, scared Yo, me too <laughs> I was, man i was just about I to ask
2: scared. you i was just about to ask you if it scared you because it did to me <laughs>
0: Yeah, what was I, like 12 at the time or 13 at the time when this album came out? Right. And, uh, like, yeah, great, great, great stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, man. Um, uh, yeah, you can't, I mean, these two, one and in puppets, I mean, unless they're playing like some kind of specialty set, you know, short little set for TV or something, like any Metallica show, these songs will be in there. It's no question.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah, Now nowadays, yeah uh I back in the previous tours, when they were playing that uh master of puppets sanitarium mashup
2: oh yeah totally
0: uh which was cool, but I, I always wanted to hear just one or the other you know
2: right totally <laughs> i'm sure back then it was a way for them to promote new songs, but also kind of give the old school fans a taste of uh, we can play these two from puppets at the same time and yeah. always, you know same song, you know, but no i'm glad they're you know they're they 're playing them you know in full,
0: yeah, I love it. Uh, Master of Puppets is one of those songs I think that every other heavy metal band wished they wrote.
2: Uh, it's it's you know? perfect, dude. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I mean, it might be the most perfect metal song of all time. You know, five. Yeah, the best, one of the best metal records of all time, if not the best. Um, yeah, can't mess with it, man. For sure. Uh, so going to the encore, were you, were you kind of paying attention to the set list? Or, or were you kind of guessing what you might be getting for the first encore slot?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that they played black and in El Paso, and I'm like, I was telling my girlfriend leading up to the show that I really wanted to see Spit Out the Bone. Uh, yeah. You know, because we're not sure I'm ever going to get to see it. Uh, you know, because who knows if they'll bring it out, you know, in future tours or whatnot. Yeah. So I really wanted to see Spit Out the Bone. I wasn't unhappy with Battery by any means. I love Battery. Of course. Great tune. But uh, yeah, I really wanted to see Spit Out the Bone, but. In hindsight, we got the debut. Here comes revenge.
2: Yeah, not a bad trade off. Like
0: not a bad trade off there. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: I was hoping. To, like that. I still haven't seen Spit Out the Bone as well, and uh, I saw them, you know, debuting it in Europe. Um, I was really hoping for it at either Birmingham or Nashville, but uh, we got Battery and Blackened, which totally cool with too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Battery. I mean, it's fantastic, thrashy, awesome. Mhm. Absolutely, you know, man. Just and uh, yeah, just, just I bummed. I was a little bummed, but not really bummed. You know yeah, what I mean? totally. Yeah, for <laughs>
2: sure, man. Um, but it's bad. You know, of course, in in, in the depths of your heart, you want not spit out the bone. But as a consolation prize, how about battery?
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh,
2: okay, so uh, kind of rounding off the set. You know, the end here. We've got nothing else matters in the same end, of course. Um, at any point, are you sick of these songs? Are you Are you feel they're overplayed, or are you just like me, where no. it's like just play them? I I, I want all, every song I can get.
0: Yeah, this uh, Sandman and Nothing Else Matters are, are two uh, of the songs that I've seen at every show that I've ever been to. Right. Uh, well, Nothing Else Matters they didn't play at the ACL or not the DEX uh, game show. They didn't play Nothing Else Matters at the oh, okay. game show. Uh, so I've seen. I've been, I've seen them play it at every other show, other than that one. But Sandman, uh, Sabotage is another one they've played at every show I've ever been to. Yeah, very cool. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I'll never get sick of these tunes. I no mean, way, nothing man. else matters. Nothing else matters is a great song. I mean, I was a little taken back by it when you know I first heard it back in '91. Like, what is this? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, it you know, uh, it, it, you would think back then when you hear it. According to like their you know formula of like ballads going into like faster stuff, maybe it really picks up at the end, but it never does. I mean, it gets big over James's solo and and a little heavier, yeah. but never gets fast. But you know, I, I thought that was a you know a great move on their part. You know, it's here's the thing, man. They just Metallica writes what they want to write. Like you know, yeah, I think from time to time they'll maybe you know kind of adapt with what's happening in music, but. I think that that's only attributed to the fact that th- they're paying attention to what's happening in music, especially Lars.
0: Yeah, I I agree completely. But I think uh, on the Black basically. album,
2: they didn't. I don't think they were following anybody but themselves. I think they were like, let's you know, let's let's make something different. You know, we've done these these, these four records that are these thrash masterpieces, and let's try something new. And and it, fortunately for them, it, it, it more than succeeded
0: yeah they i mean after the angelus for all thing i mean all those songs were super long super technical yeah you know uh they wanted to just simplify things and straight to the point good rock metal songs
2: absolutely man
0: that's what they got and that's what they did and you know biggest album of all time
2: (laughs) yep totally so when when, as master of puppets is playing were you kind of like i was where you're like this is awesome but the show's about to end
0: (laughs) oh yeah yeah for sure i mean i was getting a little, ter- I was getting a little tired, you know. It's been a long day driving from Amarillo and all that. Right, yeah. The, you know, still, still rocking during puppets, during battery, still rocking it up, and the, you know, nothing else matters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just can't go wrong with the, these two tunes.
2: Either no way, man.
0: The intro, the intro to Sandman. I mean, you you cannot help but like jump up and down and bob your head to those drums as they're pounding away yep totally and it's just amazing it's just amazing yeah
2: man and and you know you know having this be the last song of the set i mean it's just like one last little reminder of just the power of this band and and like where they've come from and where they've gone to and um you know it's a great ending and you know you you get excited for the song too and it's a good a good a good send-off i think
0: Big time, yeah. I mean, it's it's a great it's a great set ender for sure. I mean, I've seen them not use it as a set ender, right? Uh, but uh, I, yeah, I think it's a great final song to play. Yeah, I mean, you probably it's their
2: biggest. You, you it's their probably
0: biggest saw song them. Of, okay, go ahead, sorry. No, it, it's like their biggest song ever. So, of yeah, course, I mean, it's yeah. A, it's a great song to end with.
2: When you you probably saw them open with it at one point.
0: No, no, no. Uh, they did that on the first just or uh black album tour ah right they're, okay they're you saw them just after it. that and that yeah i saw them after that uh you know later right or they, they started they started using it as a the closer the first show ever was a understand was the closing song
2: ah right okay well at that point too i mean you know by the time you saw them that song was i mean gigantic so
0: yeah <laughs> it was like
2: let's move it to the end of the set
0: <laughs> yep for sure well i think that uh, having it open like i mean like they've been doing for, for all the tours i mean they they open up their set list with their you know the first song off the album right yeah you know they've done that for all these tours yep. you know death magnetic and all that well not the same anger tour so much <laughs> right but uh yeah they opened up with Enter man i thought that was cool uh not that i saw it but you know i've obviously I've seen videos and you know, going back to the the big box set of videos that they put out many many years ago, right? Totally. Uh, but yeah, it was just good, great, great song. We'll
2: of just, course, man. Uh, Absolutely, uh, I'm with, yeah, I'm with you. Don't you don't <laughs> need to you don't need to convince me. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, uh, yeah, that's the set list, everybody, and that was the Lubbock, Texas show. Um, dude, thank you so much for. I know that was a bit confusing. We've been trying. Uh, for almost a week, we went back and forth for a few days trying to set this yeah. up, and uh, with your work schedule and my tour schedule, and you know, being, I was at a festival one day. It was I couldn't do any recording. It was just we just finally decided, all right, let's just do Saturday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I, I was a little. Uh, I know Monday was supposed to be our day uh, after driving home on Sunday. It was supposed to be our day, and all day at work, I'm like all like I'm nervous. I'm nervous to do this, but. Uh,
2: <laughs> Well, I yeah you know, we we gave you like five more days to build up those nerves. Yeah, so. yeah
0: I, I got I got over all the nerve, nervousness, and here we are on a Saturday morning. And
2: well, dude, you did it. You made it through.
0: Yeah, it's been good, man. It's been fun. I I, I really enjoyed this. I finally, get to be part of the uh, metal up your podcast family. There
2: you go, man. Well, you're part of it uh, before, but now you now it's official. <laughs> the stamp of approval. You've done a metal tales. Everyone's heard your voice, even your mom. Yeah. And uh, hi, mom. <laughs> hey, mom. <laughs> uh well cool man well thanks again for doing this and uh to those that are listening you know you can always uh shoot us an email at metal podcast metal podcast show at gmail.com and uh if you're involved in patreon which you're about to hear a commercial about you can possibly sign up for one of these shows too it's so easy
0: yeah i hope that, that i i hope that i would that i can I get in and, and do a past show like the like i was at the your bonnaroo show uh back in 2008 or the man. Big Four show in California. I hope w- that maybe someday I can do another one.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, I think it's going to be a, a little while before we start doing those ones. It'll be after the, the whole worldwide tour is over, but we're definitely going to kind of dip into some old past shows. You know, we've talked to somebody about the 30th anniversary shows, uh, Big Four, stuff like that. So, yeah, we'd love to get you involved in one of those, man.
0: Cool. Yeah, I'm down.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you again for doing this, and uh, I guess we're going to go ahead and sign off.
0: All right. Ethan, it was good talking to you.
2: You too, man. Have a good one.
1: Hey, it's Clint from Metal Up Your Podcast, and we hope you're enjoying the Metal Tales from the Road series. If you've been keeping up with us, then you already know that we've covered every stop on the 2018 2018- 2019 North American Arena Tour, and we look forward to catching up with all of our European friends later this year on the stadium tour overseas. And there's more! After the stadium tour, we are continuing the Metal Tales series for any Metallica show in the past. Maybe you saw one of the Orion festivals. Maybe you were at the Channel in 1984 and Cliff Burton bought you a beer. Maybe you were at one of the 30th anniversary shows, or you just saw a regular-ass show in North Dakota somewhere. We want to hear from you. Since Ethan and I started Metal Up Your Podcast, we've wanted to find a way for listeners to call in and share their stories. Well, this is it. To make yourself eligible for a future or past Metal Tales episode, please consider joining us on Patreon. For $5 a month, you not only get to come on the show as a guest, You also get both of our Cover Our World Black NDPs, monthly giveaways like deluxe box sets, rare vinyl, posters, and other goodies. You get early access to our YouTube videos, and we also let you ask our guests, like Ray Burton, Michael Wagner, Hailstorm, members of Slipknot, your very own questions. For what essentially amounts to two cups of coffee a month, you can ensure that Metal Up Your Podcast continues to grow in quality and content. For any of you on the ride with us, we love you, we thank you, peace, and adios.